and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Welcome to the Rush Soccer Club Development Series. I'm your host, Nick Penn, Executive Director of Rush Soccer. We'll be focusing on specific areas of club development within the Rush. The goal is to use Rush leaders from across the US to help share ideas and advice on best practices of the Rush way. Let's get into it. You're listening to the Rush Soccer Club Development Series with your host, Nick Penn, the Executive Director of Rush Soccer, exclusively on the Rush Podcast. Welcome to this edition of the Rush Club Development Series. I'm your host, Nick Penn. Today, here with me are CJ Seamiller from Pennsylvania Rush, Ollie Frick of Idaho Rush, and Z Karawala of Northern California Rush, and of course, the Rush Daily Show. In this episode, we're going to discuss marketing and some of the strategies that these guys, CJ, Ollie, and Z, have found to be successful in their clubs. Let's get right into it. Uh, Ollie, CJ, Z, thanks for joining us. Um, let's get started with this uh, podcast then. So let's start with you, Z. Um, how much time do you commit to marketing for North Cal, whether it's weekly or monthly? And, and what do you focus more on, like the strategy or the implementation or a bit of both? Um, so for me specifically, um, I've spent about anywhere uh, minimum 15, maximum, I'd say 20 to 25 hours a week. It's almost like a part-time job, uh, but it's a great job. Um, but uh, primarily that, and that would be anywhere from doing stuff as far as uh, focusing on the strategy to actually going out to the pitch for some like implementation as far as like getting content, pictures, video, etc. the whole nine yards. And then uh, when it comes to focus and strategy, um, implementation or both, um, it's a little mixture of, of everything. Um, marketing is kind of like a science and uh, it's one that evolves and, and it's progressively changing every day. Um, so you kind of have to be strategic on um, how you're going to actually implement the actual marketing itself. Uh, for example, you know, you can go to sleep um, one night and have your Instagram and Facebook algorithms down and wake up, and then the next day it's, it's completely changed, um, and you would have to go back and, and re-strategize that. Um, so I would say it's a little bit of a mixture of both. It's kind of like a, a melting pot, and you have to be able to uh, um, kind of have a good grasp on uh, your assets and seeing how you can implement going from there. That's good stuff. And I know you do a lot of work for Rush Soccer as well as uh, Northern California. All right, let's uh, go over to CJ in Pennsylvania. What sort of time commitments do you have and what's your focus for your marketing? So the time commitment we put in, I put in, is about two hours a day. You know, a lot of that's compiled of research and development, content creation and graphic design. Um, A lot of what I do is follow what other clubs are doing in the area and seeing what's working for them. And luckily, because of Rush, we have a wealth of content to pull from, and there's just a huge library of, of, of graphic videos and information. Um, but yeah, and also, I think it does change throughout the year how much time we put in on the marketing uh, side of things based on the programs that we're releasing. You know, if they're pushing tryouts, if we're pushing uh, camps or training sessions different times a year, of course, we're going to up that. But that's pretty much how it works for us. But I think we're really lucky that we get to have all the content that Rush has on file for us. Yeah, that's uh, been a theme of many of these podcasts that uh, the information is there that you're able to use. And 
I'm assuming it's secular with your marketing. So some times of the year are uh, more important than others. All right, let's uh, move on to the next question. Uh, Ollie, what about you in Idaho here? So what's your marketing budget, uh, even if you have one? And then where does those dollars go to to uh, help you market for your club? So we do have a marketing budget. We have set $7,500 for the year right now. Um, and I think it just goes on the certain times of when we're opening up programs, whether it's the recreational, the competitive, um, our league, uh, etc. So we've uh, done several different things from uh, sending, you know, 10,000 flyers into the elementary schools. Um, we just started a new marketing thing where we have uh, three bus stops around the town um, that we've invested in like some signs for the year kind of promote the club um, social media we've looked into receipts on the back of like Kroger receipts um, there's a little spot there that you can purchase um, a little ad we're inside uh, Axiom Gym which used to be Woods Gym uh, we pay uh, a fee there and then it comes up on all the screens inside the gym while people are working out and then if any new membership signs up they get a little fly and then just obviously word of mouth i mean the biggest thing we we started implementing is is trying to find a way to kind of track it and then you know we always want to try and get the biggest bang for our buck so on all the registrations um that we've taken now it's you know how did you hear about us was it from you know the bus signs the gym locations the, the flyers you know social media website or word of mouth um surprisingly i would say a lot of it comes from word of mouth that, that's interesting so you uh yeah you've got some that doesn't need any dollars and a whole wealth of other ones uh so yeah there's some west coast stuff for you what uh, about out on the east coast in pennsylvania cj what's your marketing dollars look like and how you're spending them okay so we really don't have a marketing budget um for the most part it is um, very strong social media push. Um, you know, we do pay for Facebook ads per programs that we're, that we release. Um, but you know, we don't set aside like a, a chunk of money for the year or for the month for what we're going to go through. Um, believe it or not, you know, we have very strong, very strong word of mouth. Um, I mean, the kind of places that we are putting ourselves out there obviously is Instagram and Facebook and Facebook ads. Um, I do email blasts. We're fortunate enough that our local leagues around here will promote programs for us. If we send them the details and they'll, they'll blast it out to all the users in their database emails. Um, but outside of that, you know, I, I try to do as much social media advertising on group pages and, and that sort of thing. Um, um, yeah, that's uh, awesome too. Yeah, that's awesome for people out there to know that, hey, you don't have to have a $20,000 budget and still can be efficient with your marketing. Mm -hmm. um, Z, over to you here. So what channels are you currently using for marketing and which ones are effective for what type of population? Absolutely. Um, well, obviously you have your social media channels, um, you know, your Instagram, your Facebook and, and your Twitter respectively. And each each area actually targets a, a different demographic. Um, and I guess that's the day and age that we kind of live in where, um, you know, for example, uh, you know, Facebook primarily will have more of your 
your parents and more of your adults. Instagram is is obviously geared more towards you know your younger youth audience, and Twitter is actually more of a, a professional side and used more primarily like for you know college scouters or recruitment, etc. Um, and then you also ideally have you know your your uh, communication outlets, uh, like some people use Mailchimp or they send out newsletters. I, mean, I know we're really fond of using Adobe Spark. Um, and then the very last thing, it, it, was, it kind of falls in a marketing channel is, is actually the Google Analytics, believe it or not, um, and the Google search. Uh, because uh, when you're looking for something, primarily you say, you know, oh, I need to get a new soccer ball. Well, you say, well, let's Google it. You know, it's, it's a household term that we use. Um, and so that's actually considered to be a marketing channel, which most people just overlook and see that, hey, um, you know, just by having you on the SEO for Google search and optimization, you have the ability to be number one and use that as far as effectability in search. Um, and then speaking of effective, are they effective? And, and what kind of audience do you target? Uh, you have the ability to target a, a wide range of uh, multiple audiences across those platforms. This actually piggybacks to the previous question that you asked is, do you really need a, a marketing budget? And, and, and you know, this goes in within the marketing channels it, itself because the effectability of, of actually launching something so instantaneously across these channels is, is at the end of the day, very advantageous to your marketing campaign in general. Um, I've been doing marketing for such a long time and just the short end of the stick is if I needed to get a program out, I mean, this is how old school it is. I have to go to a parking lot. We had these four by six flyers and I had to go ahead and put these four by six flyers on top of everyone's window. And now instantaneously you have the ability through any one of these social outlets, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, or even through sending out a mass email to send your entire message out with one click of a button. So highly effective and highly trackable, I think, is, is the big word that we can use at the end of the day. Very much you can track those analytics and data for your succession. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that the old school way is uh, not being used at all anymore. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ollie, in Idaho, is there any other ones you're using or ones that you found the most successful for you out in Idaho? I would say the school flyers is the most successful with us. We've tried to keep the school district kind of, you know, happy with us. And I, I'd say that's the biggest uh, reach to the kids and to the parents. Uh, you know, these flyers go home in, in each kid's bags and, and helps promote and, and register for our recreational program. So, I know uh, based in Colorado, we had to get special um, requests into the school districts and some of the districts let us do it and some didn't. Did you have any trouble getting those flyers into the school districts or do you have a contact uh, like an in to enable you to do that? Yeah, we've built a relationship with the communication specialist for the Boise School District um, and, and we're able to get them in through there. She's done a really good job of, of allowing us to do it each fall and spring season. Um, it's a little bit different in the uh, West Ada district. We have to use a program called Peach Jar. Um, we've used this and we haven't used it. So um, we found more of our membership coming from the Boise School District side of it, where we've got the flyers into the school there. But we have used Peach Jar, uh, which is a little bit further out um, because that district doesn't allow 
you know, flyers, hand flyers. It has to be an electronic flyer. Yeah, it's good info. I know. I'm just can only speak for here in Colorado, but District 11, we have a contact. We can get in, and it's no problem at all. And then District 20, which is actually where my kid goes to school, uh, you can't get in unless you go through their channels and pay a significant fee. So it's good to see different ways of happening. All right, let's move over to the next question here. Um, let's start with you again, Z. What successes has, uh, have you seen from a marketing standpoint uh, using the Rush Soccer brand out in NorCal? Absolutely. Um, the success has just been a complete overhaul, um, you know, structure-wise as far as, you know, how NorCal Rush is, is basically operating. Um, not to put us on the underdog, but we never had a specific structure when until we actually started t- to embrace the Rush Soccer brand. Um, we've seen just the amount of success and exposure um, with, the, with the actual tools that marketing provides. Um, it's a continuous stream of information that comes through. And so when you acquire all that type of info uh, and then you apply them, you know, specifically in a structured strategic way, um, ultimate success happens. Um, with, for example, one thing that comes to mind is with the Pink Fund um, campaign that was launched, uh, all the tools were basically provided to us in one specific package through an email. And all we had to do is download them and upload them onto our, our respective social media. Um, and this primarily on that alone got us exposure on the news, which was fantastic for, for membership and especially for our players. Um, you know, using that brand awareness is, is ideally key for the success of that. Um, so just moving forward from there, um, you know, from the marketing standpoint, just the amount of tools that come through uh, and the amount of support that you get uh, for brand awareness, because it's such a comprehensive brand and it has such a wide range of, of support uh, from a national point of view, um, has just been a tremendous, tremendous, uh, ad, you know, at, at the end of the day, just tremendously advantageous to the entire structure for NorCal Rush. Oh, that's, uh, that, that's good to hear. Um... Let's go with you, CJ. We, you, I know you touched on it because you talked about all the stuff in the intellectual property and we have in the, the manuals. Has there been any specific successes that you've seen in Pennsylvania thanks to what you've got in the Rush uh, manuals and the Rush brand? Yeah, so I've, absolutely. I've been with Rush for a year now, so I didn't really get a, get to see a much of a before and after over the years of uh, having these resources available. However, in just a short time I've been here, it's already grown um in how useful it's become i mean i every day i have new content to pull from um and it's such a professional appearance that comes across so anyone who ever looks at our website or any one of our social media outlets or uh uh, formats you know they they see just an, an exceptional product the other thing i have to mention is i do get compared just i have contacts in other clubs that I've come from in the past and they see where I am now, the kind of things we're putting out there. And I get compliments constantly, not just, you know, not to me, but to, you know, the rush brand. Um, it's a no brainer when you, when you see something blue with that rush blue, uh, R people know they're getting a quality product. And I think a lot of consistency comes with that, um, confidence in the brand right there. So it speaks volume to the region, just knowing that you're part of something like this. Awesome, and, the, and you know, with the uh, likes of Z that we got on the phone, and Adam who's new, and Coco, 
and Jay and Bryce. I know they do a fantastic job. All right, last uh, last question here, Ollie. Let's kick you off with this one. So, uh, what's it? What are your Idaho Rush's goals, and uh, how are you how are you getting those out to the the community or your members? And then how do you gauge the success of how you've marketed it? So, is there anything specific you're doing right now? And then how are you going to gauge the success for it? Yeah, I think. Uh on the last bit is is the professionalism i've been with rush for eight years now and i would say within the last year the content that's coming from rush soccer um that allows us to you know have the flexibility to change and promote things has been uh fabulous since since my time from you know year one to now um the content and information has been great so i would say uh obviously our long-term goal is obviously to continue to promote and educate and enhance the rush logo and the brand there um, our short-term goal, it, we're always trying to in, increase our recreational numbers. So um, spring of 2019, we had 650-ish kids playing in our recreational program. For 2020, the goal is to, to hit 700. Um, we're currently sitting at 526, which obviously, uh, you know, they were coming in really good before uh, the situation that we've been presented with. So... I think we have to keep uh, reviewing that and in, in our grassroots that, that feeds all the programs. And I think our focus is, is you know, always going to be down there. How can we continue to, to grow the numbers and, and, and get kids playing soccer? Uh, and, and that's why I think with the, with the flyers and you know, we, we're trying a new idea with the benches um, and different things that we're, that we're trying to do. We talked about doing a parade and, and joining in in the community parades through towns and handing out things. So I think the biggest thing that we want to try and do is is if someone sees the R without it saying rush, they know what it is. Uh, very similar to obviously like the, the golden arches with McDonald's and everything else. We, we want to try and promote that cancer people know or that's the rush brand without the word rush underneath it yeah you've uh you're been put in a bit of a bad situation like we all have which <laughs> hey how are you going to get your success oh by the way we're not going to play soccer for the next six months so um that's awesome though that you have a plan what about in, out in pennsylvania what's uh what's your immediate goals and how are you gonna um decide if it's successful or not um well what we always push what I've noticed with this club is we offer year round player development for anyone who comes to this club. Um, and the other thing that we balance with that is we always promote that there's something for everyone at all levels, whether you're recreation or playing at the highest levels possible. Um, because of having the year round plug in like that for uh, opportunities for kids, we never go away. Um, a lot of clubs will compete in the fall and the spring and they're done. We go straight through winter. We have stuff straight through the summer. So we're always a presence. And the way we measure our success, obviously you can see it in the numbers, like who, you know, have sign up numbers gone up? Have they gone down? Which programs are being more successful? And we're always uh, adding new programs um, just to see kind of like a litmus test. Are people paying attention? And it works. Um, so yeah, that, I think right there, what we're trying to track the most is program growth through registration numbers and we get to do it year round. We get to see how that happens year round. Yeah, that, that foundation, if you've got players, you can grow from all sorts of angles, whether it's the rec with Ollie or uh, maybe it's some senior players to help with the budget. 
Um, Z, let's uh, end with you, but let's go on a different tact here. Uh, can you speak on the rush soccer side of things? So let's uh, put Northern California to the side for one second. And then what are some of the goals of marketing for rush soccer? So everyone out there can know these and, and how are you going to measure that success? Ultimate goal is, is massive amount of, of support. Um, I, I think that's, that's the key thing is, is build, is building the support for the local clubs. Um, we hear it a lot within rush soccer is ideally is, you know, we work for the local clubs and we're here to provide them with as many assets, as many support, as much as possible to the whole United States, um, and actually around the entire globe, uh, different demographics, different levels of clubs, um, and it's, it's very dynamic across the entire entire nation. So with that dynamic state of mind, we have to be have the ability to adapt and give each local club almost like their own individual marketing plan that they need. And for example, we launched out and rolled the, uh, the phases plan, the phases 2020 plan. And ideally at the end of phase five, um, the goal, the ultimate goal is, is to get every club up to a certain level and standard so that uh, they can, you know, implement and, and uh, ride autonomously for their succession. Um, so from a rush soccer point of view is we want to be able to provide as much support um, and, as, and as much as much content as we possibly can for their ultimate succession. And, and the key thing is, is, is building those type of relationships, um, getting to know the clubs, getting to know the reps, the TVs, the members within each organization and saying, you know, I know that your area might be different. Idaho Rush might be operating different than Pennsylvania Rush, than Northern California Rush or Pikes Peak, et cetera, et cetera. And so what can we do from the marketing's point of view to help your demographic thrive and strive for the ultimate succession? Because ideally it's one brand, one comprehensive brand, and we're all one big happy family. Um, and, and, you know, I do, we would like to just sit and take a look and say, you can pick any Rush club in the United States and in the globe, and everyone is operating at this ultimate level where it's just the most best ambitious comprehensive brand you've ever seen on the market. That's a, a fantastic goal. And as Ollie said, that he's been around a while, eight years or so, I've been around a while. I think that one size fits all that maybe we used to have because that was the staff we had and that's, that's all we could manage is now. Uh, taking a back seat to see if we can independently help each club with their goals. So that's awesome. All right. Well, um, I appreciate your time, guys. Uh, there's uh, some good uh, conversation there. Uh, hopefully, there's people out there that will be able to take something from this. If any of you guys are listening, want to reach out, uh, you can find Ollie or CJ or Z on the Idaho or the Pennsylvania or the NorCal uh, websites, respectively. And um, hopefully, you could take something out of it. So, fellas, thanks so much. Appreciate your time here, and we'll speak to you all very soon. Thanks for listening to the Rush Soccer Club Development Series. I was your host, Nick Penn, Executive Director of Rush Soccer. Be sure to like and follow our page to stay updated on all our latest podcasts. If you have something specific you would like to be covered in this series, please feel free to reach out. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we look forward to sharing more thoughts and advice next time. You're listening to the Rush Soccer Club Development Series with your host, Nick Penn, the Executive Director of Rush Soccer, exclusively on the Rush Podcast. You dropped off. Oh, my gosh. This is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> is it five o'clock yet? Um, okay. 